Hello and welcome to the IMC Worldwide International Development Podcast. My name is Satya Chowdhury. So a few months ago, the United Nations agreed on what it calls the Sustainable Development Goals. And one of the targets states that by 2030, the world is going to aim to reduce the adverse per capita environmental impact of cities, including by paying special attention to air quality, municipal and other waste management. City governments in developing countries do have limited capacity to provide the services necessary to manage increasing amounts of municipal waste. And this challenge is only going to become greater. So how do cities tackle the issues of solid waste management for the immediate and longer term? I'm very lucky to be joined today by my colleague, Veronica Dibella, who is a senior consultant for environmental management at IMC. And we are joined by Mansour Ali, the senior advisor for water, sanitation, and hygiene, also at IMC, but at a different IMC, that's the International Medical Corps. Uh, he has more than 30 years of experience in the sector, and together, Veronica and Mansour have produced what is known as a topic guide on solid waste management on behalf of the UK Department for International Development. And we will be discussing that topic guide today. A very warm welcome to you both. What is solid waste management and why should we care? Right. Um, thank you, Sajid. Uh, this is Mansoor. Um, and uh, thank you for the opportunity. I mean, waste uh, such as paper, plastic, and food waste, which could not be disposed of in pipes and which does not flow on its own, is called solid waste. Piles of waste in residential areas of developing countries, low income countries, is very common. Um, and it's not only an aesthetic, but it also uh, a risk to human health. And that is why this topic guide is, is really, really important. Um, solid waste, if it's not collected and disposed of properly, it's a breeding point for vectors such as rats, uh, cockroaches, and mosquitoes. And if large quantities of waste are disposed of without any control, the risk to environment uh, are very high and it destroys water sources, which are uh, very, very valuable in low-income countries and contributes to greenhouse uh, gases. So Topic Guide is really an important initiative and we are very excited uh, to be uh, lead authors and part of the promotional team for this Topic Guide. I don't know whether my colleague Veronica would like to add anything on this uh, question. Yes, so as Mansoor said, um, we had the great opportunity of writing this topic guide for DFID through Evidence on Demand, uh, which is a, a program which has been managed by EMC for quite a few years now. Um, and as Mansoor said, uh, the main point of the topic guide was to make, uh, in particular, DFID advisors, but also the larger public, aware of what solid waste is, but also on what the issues are with solid waste management and what we can do about it. So there's a lot of um, discussion about the connections between an increasingly urbanizing world and the increasing corresponding challenges of solid waste management. So can you, can you maybe talk to me about, about how those two issues fit together? So the gl global world is already urbanized and now majority of people, I think it's around 55% uh, um, living in cities and uh, also this week we are very fortunate that the UN Urban Habitat 3, which is a conference, takes place every 20 years and it sets the UN agenda on urbanization starting this week while we are recording this, uh, uh, this talk. 
So in terms of the cities and the high density population, one is the uh, one one major challenge is the concentration of waste in a small area. So you have high quantities of waste uh, uh, emerging from relatively low areas. If you talk about cities like Dhaka, which is on uh, 1250 square kilometers and more than 60, 16 million people live there, you receive uh, eight to 10,000 tons of solid waste every every day. I think the other, other part side of the problem is the slums. Um, increasingly high number of people, because they can't afford the accommodation in cities, living in low income areas, uh, in very poor conditions, and these are urban slums. 60 to 70% people are expected to be living estimated to be living in these some areas uh, and that is this is an important factor while we talk about solid waste in cities and obviously there are two more issues which are very important first is there is a shortage of landfill sites disposal sites which you cannot get in cities or it's very expensive and then you need uh, to run the vehicles to collect waste which is again very challenging if you have a high density city so some cities move to what they call night collection uh, to to uh, ease the situation, but still you have uh, greenhouse gases uh, from concentrated waste and, and collection vehicles, which is which is a major problem for future. So that's why I think solid waste is uh, topic is at the right time uh, to discuss and talk about the solution to some of the challenges. And also within a city, solid waste creates issues linked to. A number of other sectors for example transport which is something Mansour has mentioned briefly so transport linked to the collection of waste but also for example um, um, like waste actually uh, blocking transport infrastructure or drainage and there have been examples in in quite a number of cities but for example in Kampala or in East African cities of flats that have been um, created by the fact that uh, waste was actually blocking these drainage systems. But also, it has also an effect on other key functions of the city, such as, for example, tourism and business, but also governance, but also finance. And uh, it has been estimated that uh, inefficient waste collection systems can demand up to 32% of the municipal budget of a city, which is quite scary. And so if you look at the, uh, let's say if you looked at the, uh, the world's megacities, developing megacities at the moment, are there certain, uh, how do I say, like unified challenges that each of them are facing? I mean, is, is there issues to do with lack of infrastructure? Is it to do with lack of capacity? Is it to do with um, uh, lack of sort of municipal systems? Like if, if you sort of had to identify what are the, the themes, I suppose, uh, for cities that are struggling with solid waste management, uh, what would those be? Yeah, so I think the, the solid waste issue is common across uh, all sizes of the cities. Um, in mega cities, the challenges are uh, large quantities of waste, lack of landfill disposal sites, and also capacity of uh, local authorities to manage that waste. Lots of local authorities are designed um, on very traditional principles, um, which is about protection of health. 
So the modern solid waste collection needs vehicles to operate, uh, landfill sites to be managed properly, recycling, uh, influencing the behavior of the public. So there are lots of new elements into waste um, industry which are not uh, beyond the capacity of the local authorities. Uh, but in small cities and medium cities, size cities, the issues are also about the uh, attention to waste problem. So I would say the advocacy and creating awareness is really a big, big challenge and that's something which we need to address globally. Infrastructure needs are also very important across all the cities um, and also transfer of local expertise, uh, skills and building knowledge and understanding. And they are all important aspects of solid waste management to be addressed in the cities. And very often there is a kind of lack of understanding of how solid waste has an impact of a number of other things, as I was saying earlier. And, and so, for example, in local government, you, say, you see that people are not prioritizing solid waste against other sectors, such as, for example, water supply or sanitation that are seen in particular water supply, that often is seen as a more kind of impelling priority compared to solid waste, even though they are actually very, very linked. So how do you fight that? I mean, how do you, how do you fight the attitude that, well, the water and sanitation system is something that we need to take care of right now, maybe solid waste is something that we can think about in the future? Well, that's, in my opinion, I mean, how you can do it is through capacity building programs and why that's why I would say that before starting any kind of construction or building of infrastructure you should have years and years of capacity building. One of the in my previous experiences for example when I was in Somaliland um, we had built some transfer stations that were built according to all the designs and all the criteria that you can follow but people were not using them and some of them got vandalized. And that's not an isolated case. That's what very, very often happens. And so you need years of awareness raising, capacity building within the government, within the population, before actually starting building infrastructure for them to be used and appreciated. One of the things that I found particularly striking while uh, reading through the topic guide is that you do, that you, um, you do try to ground it in sort of practical uh, cases and there, there is actual you know references to real-world uh, problems. Do you want to maybe just talk to us about some of the maybe the specific case studies that you raise um, in the topic guide and those can be you know uh, uh, examples of cities where there are tremendous challenges or on the flip side maybe cities where we've seen kind of successful initiatives being uh, being launched. Yeah so in the in the last uh, 10 years uh, special thanks to UN Habitat uh, we have been able to collect um, uh, information and knowledge on solid waste and in a relatively better situation than it was 20 years ago. Um, and um, also because of our own interest, we have been reading and traveling and talking to the networks in solid waste management. I mean, some cities have made really good progress, which is also appropriate to their local context. And I always remember that in Bangladesh, Dhaka, the development of the landfill sites is a very good initiative because they reduce or they keep the cost within their control but they also use a lot of local skills and abilities to develop them. So this is a very good example of how you use the external donors money or funding 
to build something and now Dhaka has moved to the second landfill site after success in the first landfill site uh, and they also moved to better collection systems and cleaning the city which is a very challenging city in many ways when you travel and when you speak to the networks you find a number of very good initiatives in recycling and, and composting and all that one example which uh, we must not forget that uh, in the UK we have uh, banned the plastic bags actually which I think is a very positive initiative and a uh, number of people have changed their attitude and behavior and moved towards uh, textile bags or reusable bags which I, I, I would say it's a really really good so across the world there are lots of things happening um, which are very positive and it's really important that we continue to share positive examples to the to to other members of the networks and community who is interested in these topics. I'm sure you, Veronica, you would like to add uh, some examples from your last experience. Um, another example that comes to mind is uh, linked to the integration between formal and informal sector, which is the key of solid waste management in many many parts of the world. And uh, for example, in Brazil, there are a number of cases, of good cases, of where this integration has been successful. And it's a challenge, it's not an easy thing to do. But there are cooperatives where uh, waste pickers have been formalized and they are actually working really well. Just coming back, Munster, to your uh, plastic bags uh, case study, um, I mean, one of my two homes uh, is Dhaka, one of them is London, one of them is, uh, is Dhaka. And I mean, it, uh, living in Dhaka, you feel the challenges of not just solid waste management, but but uh, but just of uh, pollution, uh, incredible urbanization, also solid waste management challenges. But you have this funny case study of of plastic bags. I mean, this must be going back maybe seven or eight years ago, uh, where all of a sudden, just very suddenly, the government announced no more plastic bags anymore, and. I, at least locally, like within Bangladesh, that's seen as something of a very good case story. I mean, it's how, in terms of sort of, you know, uh, uh, national efforts to reduce or to, 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 to better manage solid waste, how does a story like that fit in there? Yeah, I think plastic bag has always been an issue, especially because of lack of collection. Uh, in many countries. So not only Bangladesh, but a few other countries also stopped ban of the black plastic bags, uh, which they thought was unesthetic and uh, ending up in sewers lines and ending up in drains. So there was a ban on that, which uh, initially changed the color of the plastic bag, and then gradually they moved more towards the reusable bag. I thought it made a difference, not a big difference, but it made a difference in terms of overall aesthetic of the city and better better collection systems uh, in place uh, I think I think there are there is a need to do these things uh, in a more systematic way slightly in the sense that we how we compensate for people who shut down their industry on making plastic bags so you need to see the holistic picture of some of these regulations but overall it, it delivered positive results to solid waste management sector yeah, and also there have been very different level of success in banning plastic bags across different countries, linked, for example, to the enforcement by the government, but also to how like people and the community was participating into it. So that's also a side that we should forget.
So if we just come back to the topic guide again, uh, I mean, the, the idea behind these topic guides, which are being um, uh, produced across a range of topics within the Evidence on Demand program, the idea is that they are meant to provide uh, DFID uh, representatives, DFID advisors, with kind of the knowledge that they need to, to, to or rather, to ensure that they have the knowledge that they need to make their own programs as successful as possible. Do you mind maybe just distilling some of the key messages that you have in the topic guide that look forward, that, that sort of identify possible next steps that we might, that, that advisors might be able to take um, as they implement uh, development programs um, in their priority countries? Yes, so um, that was one of the aims of the topic guide. Uh, one of the other aims was also to raise the profile of this sector that has been neglected for too long. Uh, so in uh, one of the sections of the topic guide, we had identified some strategies, strategic areas, priority areas, where um, DFID and other international donors hopefully could start focusing on. And uh, they include, for example, political economy, uh, but also developing capacity for improved solid waste management, uh, but also how to invest in solid waste management and how to promote private sector participation, how to promote sector accountability and transparency. But also we try to identify uh, what are currently the common issues and gaps, and therefore where research and knowledge could go and could develop. Yeah, and if I just add uh, one more thing to uh, what Veronica said, is the, is the need for innovation in dealing with this issue, because I, I still believe that we don't know what are some of the strategies and solutions for developing countries, because the cost of what we can take from high-income countries or developed countries is very high. Um, and innovation, as uh, Veronica mentioned earlier, is, is also in making use of the private sector, especially small private sector. And both me and Veronica worked on, on a, a lot of research uh, where uh, organizations, especially small organizations, small private sector, contributing to the result. Now, let me give you an example. If you see the way uh, Uber Taxi developed, or Airbnb works, which are now millions or billions of dollars uh, enterprises, it's exactly about integration because they deliver the same results. They provide you the same type of transport, they provide you the same type of accommodation, but what they do, they bring in innovation, they bring in decentralized systems, what is already existing, and that reduces the cost for the, uh, for the users, for the consumers. And I think solid waste sector as a whole needs a lot of uh, uh, innovative natural thinking approaches where we can use a small private sector, uh, recyclers, collectors in a more innovative way. And we can learn a lot from uh, some of the development like Uber Taxi and Airbnb or other initiatives where uh, innovation is playing a big role. Just to bring Veronica your point about um, profile raising of the sector, how that's important, and Monsieur, your comments on how the need for innovation within the sector is important. Where do you feel like at the moment solid waste management features on the kind of priority list for for, for I'll say donors for the moment? Uh, but where 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 are we? Is solid waste management sort of a neglected field? Is it something that the profile is being raised? Are there things that 
practitioners um, can be doing to raise the profile more? What any kind of comment you can have? Yeah, but solid waste is overall a, still a neglected sector. We need to do much more as compared to water sanitation, uh, roads. Solid waste is, is pretty much neglected. It is, although it plays a very important role uh, in making the impact of water and sanitation and, and other infrastructure. So we need to do we need to do much more. On the other hand, as I was saying, there's a lot of positive examples appearing in the sector, and there is a gradual uh, attention. Um, to the sector, which is which is positive, but um, as uh, as Veronica said, in terms of the investment, in terms of the profile raising, in terms of the knowledge, in terms of innovation, we we need to do much more uh, for solid waste management sector, and and see it in a more integrated way with the health, with the water sanitation, with transport, with business. Uh, so lots of it, it contributes to a lot of sector across board. But on the positive side, as Sajid was mentioning at the beginning, for the first time it features in the Sustainable Development Goals, which is great for all the people that are passionate about solid waste management like we are. <laughs>